The Dallas Mavericks will be better next season for one reason. I'm going to tell you what that is and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks. Welcome to the Mavericks. don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show, making Locked On Maps your first listen every day. Join the Raccoon Squad, be an everyday or subscribe or follow for free. Just search Locked On Mavericks wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below let me know in the comment section what's the biggest reason the mavericks will be better next season according to you this episode is brought to you by fanduel sportsbook official sportsbook partner of locked on make every moment more visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started if you want to support the show text us get text alerts from us on maps rumors and more you can literally text us straight from your phone subscribe to our subtext click the link in the description text the number on the screen feels good to be in the same city as Lionel messi right now I'm recording as that game is, as that match is happening. And uh, yeah, feels good. I think he just kicked a, a hit a free kick. Amazing. Uh, Isaac out today. We will be getting into why the Dallas Mavericks will be better. I've got one thing that I, I've just been, I've been holding on to. I've just been holding on to this stat and holding on to a couple of things that I want to share today for the reasons why the Dallas Mavericks will be better. And so I'm going to get into that. It's going to start with Luca and Kyrie. It's going to end with you feeling better about the Dallas Mavericks next season. But let's start here. Um, last we spoke, Luca and Slovenia were playing a you know FIBA World Cup preparation game against Greece, and Luka Doncic you know banged knees. He went out, and then he didn't come back in the second half. We've gotten like, several updates, and one of the updates came literally right was when I was done recording. I updated it in the YouTube comments, but. Uh, according to Mark Stein, Luka Doncic did not sustain an injury and was only scheduled to play in the first half of Slovenia's road exhibition game in Greece. So this was that was the plan all along. He was only going to play in the first half. So there was no worry. I, I wasn't worried about the injury just looking at it in general. I thought it was weird he didn't play, but I thought they were just playing it safe. Hey, let's just play it safe, not put him out there. So all indications, Luka Doncic is totally fine from his injury. We'll continue to cover Slovenia games. Um, Vlako Chanchar from Slovenia and the Denver Nuggets does not seem like his is is very good uh, I think you know ACL was mentioned there a couple of times so I don't expect to see him anymore in these FIBA games but the Slovenia has another game uh, Tuesday in the U.S. Um, I think it's Wednesday <laughs> in, in Europe but uh, it'll be Tuesday Slovenia versus Croatia I believe and so we'll cover that game and uh, cover all the rest of them we'll probably cover Australia as well those start next Monday and so we'll have all of those here for you uh Luka Doncic's foundation also is helping with all the floods in Slovenia. I wasn't aware of this until uh, after I, re- I recorded the other day as well. There's a ton of devastating floods in Slovenia. Luka Doncic's foundation is helping out. There's some links where you can donate if you want to to help that. And uh, love to see Luka and his foundation getting involved in that. Also, Dirk Nowitzki will be put in the Hall of Fame in Springfield in the NBA Hall of Fame this upcoming weekend. We'll cover that as well. Isaac Harris will be there on the ground and he'll tell you all the things that you need to know and everything that happened there. I'm excited to hear the stories that he's going to share just being there and seeing everything. I'm excited for him. So we'll have you covered here still five days a week, still Dallas Mavericks locked on Dallas Mavericks every day. All right. The Dallas Mavericks will be better next season. 
the one reason that stands out to me, and this is not the one reason that I, I teased earlier, Luca and Kyrie got to get on the same page. They just have to, and I think they will. I think that you think about how they came together last year. So trade happens. Kyrie Irving starts, you know, in February. Luka Doncic is out. His first two games, you're feeling good about it. And then Luka Doncic comes back, and then they play seven games together, and then Luka's out, and then they, and Kyrie's out, and then they play seven straight games together, and then it's kind of it. Together, they were 5-11 and 11 in the games that they played. When just Luka played after the trade, their Mavs were 0-2. When just Kyrie played, they were 3-1. and When both of them were out, and I'm counting the Chicago game where Luka only played one quarter, they were the Mavericks were 1-4. Luka and Kyrie basically only played two seven-game stretches together. That's it. <laughs> Last year. I mean, it, it, they didn't get they didn't get a lot of chance to get on the same page. And it was basically only games. They didn't have a ton of practices to work, to get together. One of the things that Kyrie mentioned when he got traded that just rings through my head over and over again is I've never been traded midseason. That was Kyrie's first time getting traded, getting introduced to a new team. He's supposed to be, you know, the second best player on the team. And all of a sudden he's getting introduced to this team with all these concepts and defenses and, you know, hierarchy with Luca and all these and coach and all these things that he's having to get used to in the middle of a season. And all of a sudden the Mavericks are like, Hey, every single game that we play matters the mostest. Like imagine that situation. It was just in any, in any turn that something wrong could happen. It did. And so if Luca and Kyrie just get on the same page, I'm going to share a couple stats a little bit later that if they just get on the same page in a couple areas, they're going to be fine. Like they're just going to be right back to, all right, fine. This team is a competent team again, but they just didn't have the chance. And so next year it's got to be Luca. There's got to be such an emphasis on Luca and Kyrie, their chemistry together, them late in games, late in games is going to be massive. That's one of the things I'm going to share, but those two have to get on the same page. I'm looking forward to a training camp with them. I love seeing Kyrie Irving posting, posting about Luca, <laughs> posting about Luca and posting about Luca in Slovenia and being excited for him and cheering him on and, you know, being a cheerleader for him. I, I love that. Love to see him posting that. And then also we saw some tweets from, from Kyrie that were about the Mavericks and were about him. Like, Hey, put us on notice. We're, we're, we're coming. And you love to see that because one of the things that we've been worried about Kyrie is that he isn't in it. He's not, he's not, he's not, you know, dedicated. He's not, you know, dedicated to the team. He's dedicated to basketball. We know that he'll, he'll, he'll play basketball when it's, when, you know, he wants to, but he, he loves the game, loves the sport. And then, you know, somebody posted his 2016 NBA finals stats the other day. He said, I don't want any credit or validation. I just want to get back to the stage and win. And that's what Luca wants too. They want the same things on the court. They want to get back there. Kyrie's willing to do anything on the court to get back there. We've seen that. We've seen him be selfless. Uh, Basketball Forever also posted this timeline of Kyrie where it was, you know, all the, the playoff losses and all the anytime he's been eliminated since he left LeBron. And it's, you know, he missed the playoffs. He lost in the second round, missed the playoffs, injured, lost in the second round, swept in the first round and then missed the play in last year. And he commented on that one. It said, pin this tweet, see what happens in the next few years. You love that. You love to see that, especially him saying, look, see what happens in the next few years, dedicating himself to the Mavericks saying it's us. We're I'm going to prove in the next few years, we're going to be back. We're going to be back there from anybody else. You would say, eh, you know, cool. Everybody says that. 
But for Kyrie to dedicate himself, we've been worried about him as a flight risk. We've been worried about him. Is he going to be upset that this team didn't win last year? Or is he going to take it personally? Seems like he's taking it personally. And these posts are making it personal because they're saying Kyrie is one of the reasons why that his teams haven't won since he left LeBron. Shrug. I don't. I didn't see that to be the case with the Mavericks last year. But I love to see Kyrie Irving saying he, you know, he's dedicated to the Mavericks next year and dedicated the next couple of years even to to get better. And for Luca and Kyrie to get to get back together, like. Those guys have to get on the same page. Get on the same page late in games. Get on the same page when you're playing next to each other. Who has the ball? I think Kyrie came in, and one of the things that I didn't, I did like about what I saw from him is that he knew right away this is Luca's team. He's the best player on the team, and Kyrie's willing to play next to a guy like that. LeBron Durant, like he's played next to even. I guess, I wouldn't throw Tatum in his time in Boston out there, but he's played with better players on the court, and he's been willing to take that second spot. And you'd love to see it from him. So I think that's that's something that I've I've really you know thought I've, I'm encouraged seeing that from Kyrie tweeting that. And I think those guys with the training camp and getting together over the off season just just a couple times or just maybe hopefully we get the Luca and Kyrie have started the the practices before training camp even starts. They've met in Dallas. They're they're having runs in the you know the Mavericks practice facility. Like hopefully we get to see that kind of stuff. But even if we don't, just them getting together in training camp will just make this team better overall. But coming up, I've got the reason why they're going to be better as a team. Luka and Kyrie getting together is one thing, but the reason why the team's going to be better is this. I'll tell you about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about FanDuel. FanDuel has you covered for all the odds and lines. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. So you're like, hey, I'm a Bengals fan. I'm going to bet on the Bengals. Or, hey, I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm going to bet on the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. And deep in your thoughts, you're like, do I really think the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl? Maybe you don't. Maybe you're one of those Cowboys fans that that just hopes they win it, which is all of them, and then doesn't expect them. You can win if they win the regular season too. So check that out. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl. You'll get bonus bets for every victory in the regular season. That's super awesome. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, being an everydayer. We appreciate each and every one of you. Tomorrow's show, Isaac should be back. He's sick today, and so he should be back, and we'll talk more Dallas Mavericks, break down some of the things we've seen, and then, all, of course, we will have the Slovenia games. We'll probably keep doing bonuses on these preparation games. As soon as they start playing the World Cup, we'll do them as full episodes, but for these preparation games, we'll continue to do bonus episodes for those. All right, Isaac, I told you guys, I'm going to tell you why they'll be better. Follow me on some of these stats. Last season, the Dallas Mavericks played 55 clutch games. That means the Dallas Mavericks in the last five minutes were the score was within five. So they're within striking distance. It was a clutch game. Came down to the end. They had a chance late. In 55 games. That's in 55 of 82. 
Now, they won some of those. They lost some of those. I think they were 26 and 29 in those games. 29 clutch losses. But 55 total clutch games is the most in... It was the most last season. And it was the most since 2008-2009. What were you doing in 2008-2009? Because the NBA had... You know, like... Because that was the last time somebody, some team played more than 55 clutch games. It was the Pistons and the Pacers back in 09, 08. Who was even on the, the Pistons back in 2009, 2008? Was Carlisle, Carlisle, was, was Carlisle the coach of the Pacers back then? 2008, 2009. It was not Rick Carlisle. He had just left. He had just joined the Mavericks. That's right. That's right. He had just joined the Mavericks. But, I mean, you're talking about going back to that Pacers team. That's that's Danny Granger, Mike Dunleavy, TJ Ford, Troy Murphy. Maybe some 22-year-old 20, Roy Hibbert on that team. I mean, you're talking a long time ago. That's the last time a team played more than 55 clutch games. The Mavericks played so many close games. They couldn't close anybody out. They just couldn't close anybody out. The Mavericks had 29 clutch losses. Utah had the same amount this season, but there's not many teams, you know, that had the most, like, like the Pacers last season had 34 clutch losses. You have to go back to 2017-18 for a team that had more than 29 clutch losses. So you're, you're talking historic numbers. This is the most clutch losses and the most clutch games in a long time. So the Mavericks played a ton of clutch games. They were in a, t- a ton of close games. Luka had to exert a ton of energy early in these games. He's playing the whole first quarter, half the second quarter, whole third quarter, then fourth quarter. You're like, all right, bring us home, Luca. We're down by five, and you got to bring us back and win the game. <laughs> it's like, Here's the stat that blew my mind, though. Last season, Dallas lost 12 games by one or one to three points. So really tight loss. So like they lost the game by that many. Not not even not just within. They lost the game by one to three points. Toronto lost ten. That was the next closest team. Only four other teams in the last ten years have won twelve games by one to three points. So the Mavericks lost more games by one to three points than like any team in the last ten years. That's crazy. The Dallas Mavericks will be better because they'll be on the same page. Luka and Kyrie will get on the same page. They'll figure out a way to close some of these games out, and they won't lose 12 games by one to three points. It just won't happen. In the last 15 years, only 10 teams have lost as many games by one to three points. So you go back 15 years, only 10 teams have lost 12 games. It's wild. You look at some of those, you look at some of those games that they lost last year. Let's just go through them because... If you start going through these games, you're like, all right, well, what are these games that the Mavericks lost and why will they not lose them next year? First game of the year. So they lost 12 games by one to three points. They lost, they lost to Denver, Golden State, Cleveland, Phoenix, the Lakers. Five of those losses, five of the 12 happened after the Kyrie trade. (laughs) That's crazy. If 12 is a ton, imagine five happening in that short a window with Kyrie, you know, when Kyrie joined the Mavericks. Here are the games. Phoenix, first game of the year. The Mavericks led by three. You know, they led the game with three minutes left. They were up by 15 with about eight minutes left. They had a lead late. Pelicans, uh, 
back in October. Mavericks had a, a lead. They were up by seven at the beginning of the fourth quarter. They led late. They lost that game. That was without Zion, Ingram, Herb Jones. Mavericks played Denver without Jokic, Murray, Aaron Gordon. Mavericks had a lead late with like a, a minute 30 left. You're starting to see a trend. <laughs> these, these first three, the Mavericks had a lead late, lost it. Milwaukee, this was the game in December when the Mavericks missed a ton of free throws late. They were up with 30 seconds left, but they went 10 of 24 from the free throw line overall, 7 of 15 from the free throw line in the fourth quarter. They missed a ton of free throws late. Kyrie's not missing those free throws. Then later in December, it was a Kemba Walker game. Luka didn't play. Again, these are games the Mavericks lost by one to three points. They lost 12 of them, and that's the most by any team in the last 10 years. In January, they played against Washington. KP didn't play that game. Mavericks had a lead late with a minute 45 left. Minnesota, they had a comeback. They didn't, they didn't lead late. Against the Lakers, Luka and Kyrie played, both played in this game. This was in February. Mavericks had a lead late. They were, up, they were up with two minutes and 20 seconds left. Holiday hit a three with six seconds left. They were down by one. The very next game against the Pacers, the Mavericks cut the lead to two with 11 seconds left. Kyrie had a chance to win the game with one second left, missed the game winner. Golden State in March, Kyrie didn't play, but the Mavericks had a lead with three minutes left in this game. Couldn't close it out. In April against Atlanta, this is the JaVale McGee-Christian Wood game. Luka and... Luca and Kyrie both played. Kyrie had 41. Christian Wood missed the game-tying free throw. Then JaVale misses a free throw that could could win them the game, but he hits one to force overtime. They were tied with 25 seconds left in overtime. I mean, listen to all these games. All these games, the Mavericks had a lead late and couldn't finish it out. You get Luca and Kyrie on the same page together. You, you know, get a training camp under the belt. You get everybody on the same page, and then you win these games. There's a reason why no teams play 20, like play 55 clutch games. It doesn't happen. There's a reason why teams don't lose 12 games by one to three points. It just doesn't happen. They'll get back on the same page. And I, that that just blew my mind how many of those games the Mavericks lost by such close margins. You change a couple things. You get a little better. You get a little bit more on the same page. You win, I don't know, half of those games. You win half of those games. All of a sudden, this team is, uh, is what, 42 and 40. <laughs> and you're in the play-in, and you could be in the playoffs, and you never know. I mean, just just that, just changing some of those games, and I think that they absolutely will. I think that it's wild that it got to that point last year, which makes last year such an outlier. How many close games they lost, and I'm excited to see how they how they turn it around. Coming up, let's talk about some some other stats that I have that will indicate why the Mavericks will be better than last year, and some of the reasons why they'll be better. Let's talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac, let's talk about some reasons why the Mavericks will be better next season. So I talked about all the clutch games, all the clutch losses, all that. Point differential. The difference between how many points you score and how many points your opponent scores over the course of a whole season. Average. The Mavericks finished with around the same point differential, like within one point, which is, you know, there's there's a window there. Mavericks finished with a positive point differential and around the same point differential as... The Clippers and the Heat, who are both 44 and 38. The Lakers, who are 43 and 39. The Wolves, who are 42 and 40. The Hawks, who are 41 and 41. 
And so, and the Mavericks were 38 and 44. <laughs> so like some of these teams are six games over 500 and the Mavericks were six games under 500. Think, of, think about that swing. They had the same point differential as teams that were six games over 500. The Mavericks were six games under 500. Wild. Incredible, weird, bad luck last season that some was self-inflicted. Some of it was just sometimes the bounce of the ball. The Mavericks win differential, meaning, you know, cleaning the glass takes all of your advanced statistics and looks at, if we look at your advanced statistics, you know, offensive rating, defensive rating, rebound percentage, all that kind of stuff, turnover percentage, all that. How many games should you have won or, or lost uh, compared to your record? The Mavericks were minus 3.7, meaning they should have had like four more wins last season according to their compared to their numbers. Four more wins would have took take, taken them, again, from 38 and 44 to 42 and 40. <laughs> which is what I said earlier about their clutch games. So cleaning the glass must have taken that into comparison too. The Mavericks were sixth in offensive rating, 23rd in defensive rating, meaning they were great on offense, terrible on defense. Some of these teams last year had the very similar ratings. The Kings first in offense, 25th in defense. They were worse than the Mavericks on defense. The Kings were worse than the Mavericks on defense last year. They were 48 and 34. They were 10 wins better than the Mavericks last year. They had the same exact offensive rating, defensive rating. It's these clutch games, close games. Mavericks couldn't close. The Knicks were second in offensive rating, 19th in defensive rating. They were 47 and 35. Same ratings as the Mavericks, basically. The Hawks were nine and ninth in offensive rating, 21st defensive rating. They were 41 and 41. Couple of reasons they'll be better besides those stats. So you look at their their advanced stats, you look at their point differential, win differential. Offense, defensive rating, they should have been better than they were. And I think it's because of some of those really close games that they lost. The ball bounced the wrong way. Mavericks lose 12 of those games by one to three points, which is an insane number. And it's the, that's the team you have. Reasons they'll be better. Luka and Kyrie having a training camp under their belt. I, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Where is it? I, do I have Kool-Aid? It's water, but hey. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> they'll be better than they were last. They'll be better than five and 11. I don't have to drink much Kool-Aid to think that the Mavericks will be better <laughs> with Kyrie and Luca getting a training camp. I also think sneakily committing to Josh Green and Grant Williams is going to be better than Dorian Finney-Smith and Reggie Bullock to start last season coming off a really deep playoff run. Remember what Dorian and Reggie looked like at the beginning of last season. They played the most minutes in the playoffs the year before. Reggie had had taken a step back. Dorian Finney-Smith was, you know, was okay, but it wasn't great. And I think a young Josh Green, a young Grant Williams, it's hungry, ready to prove himself at a, you know at another level. Grant Williams is a better three point shooter than either of those guys. Both got, both Josh Green and Grant Williams can also put the ball on the deck. They can drive. They can finish at the rim. That's something that Dorian and Reggie just wouldn't even really try. Dorian would do it a little bit, but Reggie Block wouldn't even try it. I mean, having that to your offense, that to me makes it better. Those guys are also stronger. Josh Green and Grant Williams are both stronger than Dorian and Reggie. So you're talking about different players that they can guard. Grant Williams can guard centers. So you're talking about versatility for them. They're going to struggle at point of attack. They're going to struggle to defend the point of attack. Hey, everyone does in the NBA. In the NBA. It's, it's not an easy thing to do. That's why the Mavericks have their offense, the way that their defense, the way that it is. They rotate. You can, you can pick up a guy. There's going to be switches. There's going to be mismatches. Like that's going to be Luca and Kyrie are going to be switched onto a bunch of players they don't want. They understand that. 
The Mavericks defense understands that. But so they'll struggle with that a little bit. But I think they're better with Josh Green and Grant Williams to start the year than they were with Dorian and Reggie the year before. Especially coming off those, you know, all those those playoff minutes they played. But think about the versatility on offense. Think about the strength and the maybe even the speed. Josh Green's faster than Dorian and Reggie. I don't think Grant Williams is, is faster than either one of them. But And then you look at their deep depth. I've made this point before, but I want to make it again. Think about the deep depth on this team. You know, your top seven or so is, is almost the same as it was last season. Ch- you know, it is changed. You're going to start, you probably start with Luca, Kyrie, Josh Green, Grant Williams. And then Dwight Powell probably starts at center unless Rashawn Holmes makes a big push at training camp. Which he could. You probably start with that. Got Tim Hardaway coming off the bench, feeling okay about it. Got Jaden Hardy coming off the bench in year two, feeling good about that. And think about your deep depth. Christian Wood becomes Rashawn Holmes. You're losing, you're losing some. You're getting, you're losing, you're losing three point shooting, and and you're losing offensive creation, and you're gaining a better pick and roll guy. You're gaining maybe some stability for Jason Kidd. I, that one's a wash to me, maybe. Davis Bertans turns into Derek Lively. Huge upgrade in terms of things that the Mavericks need. And rim protection, rebounding, lots of things. Turning Justin Holiday into Omax. I think that's going to be a huge upgrade. In size, huge upgrade in wingspan. Things that you can do off the dribble. You're turning Theo Pinson into Seth Curry, basically. That's a huge upgrade there. You're turning Frank Nilakina into Dante Exum. I think that could also be a big upgrade as well. People forget about Frank. Even mm. though that's true. The Mavericks played 27 games after the Kyrie trade. They played 6,000 minutes. Here's who got some of those minutes. Reggie Bullock played 786 minutes. That's the most on the team. He now turns into Grant Williams. I think that'll be an upgrade. Christian Wood played 500 minutes. That was sixth on the team. He now becomes Rashawn Holmes, Derek Lively combo, all that. Justin Holliday played almost 300 minutes. That was 10th on the team. He now becomes Olivia Maxon's prosper. Frank Nilakina played 220 minutes. He now becomes Dante Exum. Theo Pinson played 107 minutes. Like these guys play did play minutes down the stretch because there's a lot of injuries. There's a lot of stuff the Mavericks needed to figure out. And so I think your deep depth on this team is going to help. I think that's an upgrade. Just look at just look at them as a group. Christian Wood, Davis Bertans, Justin Holiday, Theo Pinson, Frank Nilakina. Turning into Rashawn Holmes, Derek Lively, Omax, Seth Curry, and Dante Exum. That's an upgrade to me. I think, they'll, I think they'll be better next season having that as your deep depth guy. So, again, I think Luka and Kyrie get on the same page in a training camp. Also coming in healthy. Knock on wood for Luka in, in Slovenia in the you know in FIBA. If he stays healthy and comes into the season, Kyrie, with all his runs and things that he's, he's doing, he'll come into the season healthy. If both those guys come in healthy, even that's just a bonus because these guys only played 16 games together last year. And they were back and forth. They only played two seven game stretches <laughs> two separate seven games straight straight stretches like that's it they didn't get they didn't have a lot of time to get on the same page all practices training camps all that josh green and grant williams i think is going to be a better starting wing duo than what dorian and reggie were to start the season last year and if that's the case then you're already better as a team and then i think your deep depth turning some of the deep end of the bench guys into the end of the bench guys the mavericks have now the mavericks are looking at who who Who's not going to get minutes? Remember that episode I did a couple weeks ago? Who loses out? Do the rookies even get playing time? 
is another one of my questions. But the deep depth is, is possible. So, again, Mavericks will be better this season. They will not lose 12 games by one to three points, which was the most in the last 10 years except for one team. <laughs> That's crazy. So, let me know in the comment section what's one reason you think the Mavericks will be definitely better next season. We'll be back tomorrow with me and Isaac breaking down all kinds of more Maverick stuff and some more on Slovenia and FIBA on Tuesday. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom. New year, new credit scores. Chime makes it easier to build credit by using your own money to make on-time payments with a secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. Use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. To apply, just open a Chime checking account with a qualifying direct deposit. There's no annual fee or credit check required when applying. Get started at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Late payment may negatively impact your credit score. Results may vary.